Ladies and gentlemen, fellas, 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 welcome back to the channel. It's Friday, so we're mocking today. We've gotten a bunch of people, 11 other people and myself doing a mock draft. These are all real people. They're all from the Discord, which you can hop into down below. Totally free, but we're doing these mock drafts as of right now, every single Friday until the season starts off in the NFL season because they're fun to do one. They give us an idea of strategy with changing news and changing average draft positions, ADPs. So it's a nice thing to do. It's a nice way to interact with the community as well. Again, these are all people within the Discord. And this one, the Discord's getting very strong right now. So you can get in there. This one filled up, I think, like it was it was 10 out of 12 filled within like an hour. And then the whole entire thing filled up uh, less than a couple hours after I posted it. So excited about that, that we can do these things pretty much on the go. So that's good to see. We're doing it on sleeper they're not sponsoring this they don't sponsor me but if you want to sponsor me and you're reaching out uh, feel free to reach out sleeper but uh, it's just a nice platform their adp is finally updated in terms of their rankings there's no more more devonta freeman there's no more uh, antonio brown in, like the top three rounds going to get auto picked so i do like how that is so everything is all set up i'm picking at the 10th spot in the first round is a 12 team ppr format it is a redraft format as well so picking at the 10th spot i got to choose my spot and i made the league so i got to choose right away i just chose a 10th spot i've been doing a couple of drafts as you could see uh, released earlier this week, the first pick overall video. I'll be doing a last pick overall video pretty soon. And then I just wanted to pick a random spot. I don't really like picking. I feel like I've done a lot of drafts around six through eight spot. I just did that first overall. So I had an early pick. Now I kind of want to try something towards the end, but not all the way at the end since I'm going to do a video on that. So I took the 10 spot. You get a quick turn there. Odds are I'm going to try and take running backs, right? My strategy so far has been robust running back strategy, which means two running backs early, a wide receiver, and then another running back. I've done a lot of videos where I take three running backs in a row because I just think it's the best available left. We'll see what the board ends up giving me here. So welcome. If you're brand new here, my name is Sal Vetri. I do cover fantasy sports, a little bit of sports betting, daily fantasy sports, and a variety of different sports, really building up the catalog and the playlist of fantasy football 2020. So you can go ahead. There's a playlist. You can check it out after this. Tons of deep dives going on for specific topics, rankings, all different things, must drafts, do not draft, all that stuff. But every Friday we come back and we do a mock draft with people in the community via the discord. So you can check that out. Link down below. You can also get for right now for free, my top 25 running back rankings as of right now for 12 team formats for PPR drafts, really doesn't have to be 12 team, but that's linked down below. Totally free. You just hit the link. You can download it. I send you a screenshot and I also send you an attachment of it. If you want to take it, use it, whatever you want to do as of right now, I'll be updating those as the season goes on and the summer goes on along with a ton of other stuff in my draft kit that is going to be releasing the second week of June, which is now getting very, very close. So you can keep an eye out for that. All of those links, depending on when you're watching this will be added to the description below. So if you're watching this in the middle or end of June, all the draft guide links will be down below. It's only going to cost you like 10 bucks. So a lot of information in there, but also the free rankings for the running backs will also be down there. So the draft's going to start up in about five minutes from now. Again, there's 11 of us. It's a 12-team PPR. There are 14 rounds. It's going to be three wide receivers. It's going to be a flex, two running backs, PPR format, just a quarterback and a tight end. No defense or kickers because at least in mock drafts, I don't want to do that. I don't even want to own those things in real drafts, but can't get my league mates to, to drop both of them. Definitely should be dropping kickers. And then six bench spots. So we're going to start this up in a couple of seconds. Alrighty, so I got my rankings up. The draft just started. CMC McCaffrey goes first off the board, as you would probably expect. We have our second player here. So it's a 12-person league yet again. I'm interested to see what happens at this 10th pick. I will be aiming and I will be shooting to end up having a running back at that spot. And then I get to pick the third pick in the second round. I'm honestly going to go go and try and get back-to-back running backs there. So that's the that's the goal right now of all of this. That's what I'm going to plan on at least attempting to do. And we'll see if we can actually land it at that point. So Saquon goes second. I also want to see Zeke goes third. So a lot of these people, I mean, all these people have seen at least one video of mine. That's why they're in the Discord. That's how they got the link to get in this. So a lot of people probably have an idea of how one, I draft, and two, just an early strategy. 
these people are obviously following along earlier in the year so they kind of have an idea of what to expect right now in terms of running back early positional scarcity robust running back back to back running backs all that stuff so it's going to make it a little bit harder to draft it's definitely going to be a sharper draft so i'm hoping that we can come away with some really strong running backs to start this thing up and go from there so far off the clock has been mccaffrey saquon zeke and michael thomas goes fourth overall so a change up there in terms of an early wide receiver can't really hate it can't knock it but in my opinion positional scarcity i'm gonna have to be going running back in that situation early on at the fourth pick so as these players come off the board i am just personally taking them out of my rankings so you have kamara go at the fifth spot he goes ahead of dalvin cook that's interesting i probably take dalvin cook there i honestly am in a position where i almost lean to go more joe mixon i talked about that in a previous draft video but i'm very close to putting mixon as my rb5 ahead of kamara i already have him ahead of derrick henry when it comes to ppr formats henry's ranked a little bit higher when it comes to non-ppr and i believe kamara is already drafted downwards you get dalvin cook at the sixth pick if you're austin i think you got to feel good about that now we're approaching my pick a couple picks away two picks away right now as Devontae adams goes off the board lots of good running backs left joe mixon derrick henry sanders chubb all these guys joe mixon just goes off the board there to max um so we get derrick henry chubb sanders zeke jacobs lots of guys back to take here in the first round that's probably where i'm going to end up going we'll see who salvi takes so salvi takes derrick henry i'm on the clock now i have 30 seconds nick chubb is on the clock so is miles sanders Uh, i think i'm going to go miles sanders here in the first round i take miles sanders in the first round I choose him over Nick Chubb, who is ranked one spot ahead in my running back rankings. Again, you can get those for free right now down below. And I just take Sanders because at this point, if the season was to draft right now, based on the way that I think I can get another quick running back, I feel okay going to Sanders there for the upside. And yes, if a veteran running back signs, my personal belief is that that's better for Sanders. Austin Scott is better than Devonta Freeman. Austin Scott is better than Lamar Jackson and LaShawn McCoy right now at their time in their careers. So if you're telling me that Boston Scott is going to be now the third string and not see as many touches because they want to give the ball to a guy in Devonta Freeman, who was one of the worst deficiency backs in the league last year. Yeah, I'm fine going to Miles Sanders. I think that's a benefit to him. So now we're back on the clock. Eckler and Chubb go. So those are two guys I was looking at. But Kenyon Drake's still on the clock. Aaron Jones, Clyde Bertolaire, Todd Gurley. I'm going to go another running back here. Kenyon Drake is my highest ranked running back. And then it's Aaron Jones right after that. I'm not totally sold on Kenyon Drake, to be completely honest with you, but I'm also not totally sold on Aaron Jones as an early second round pick. So this is sort of an interesting spot. I would have liked Nick Chubb or Josh Jacobs. They're gone. I'm going to end up taking Kenyon Drake here. So I have Sanders and Drake who profile out as very similar backs to me, guys who are obviously entering their second years with the team and kind of both came on towards those last four or five weeks of the season last year, really the second half of the years with their teams. And they're both pass catching backs. They're both guys who are going to have an opportunity to be a featured back. I more so believe that Sanders can be the featured back over a guy in Kenyon Drake, who we really only saw for three or four games last year. Whereas for Sanders, we saw it for a good six, seven games, and they were fine giving the guy 20 touches, even when Boston Scott was being efficient and effective. So some things that stand out to me right now is, I mean, you can see how early the running backs, as always, as we're kind of used to seeing at this point, 13 running backs go off the board. And I believe like the first 16 picks, but Tyree Kill has fallen. DeAndre Hopkins just went off the board in the second round before Tyree Kill. I don't really agree with that. I have Hopkins blow Tyree Kill and Kenny Galladay. Hopkins is currently my wide receiver six. So I'm just trying to keep an eye on how people are drafting. A good amount of guys have already taken back-to-back running backs. You have right here, Rory took Adams and Tyreek. And I, I agree that Tyreek fell, but it's really difficult to kind of go zero running back in, in that way, or at least a modified version with Devonta Adams and Tyreek Hill. Those are two top four receivers for me. So that's a really strong start, but now your best available running back by the time it comes back to pick three, seven for Rory might be like Chris Carson, which is not terrible if Chris Carson falls to him there. I think that's actually a pretty good spot at start at that point, but positional scarcity is really going to kick in. Clyde Edwards Hilaire goes off the board, the rookie. At my next pick at 310, I think Jonathan Taylor is going to be gone. I already have two running backs, but if Jonathan Taylor 
somehow makes it to my four, three pick, man, I'm going to snag him. I don't think he will though. Uh, guys still on the board right now, Kenny Galladay, my wide receiver five, he continues to fall in drafts. I'm high on him. Let's see if he can actually fall all the way out of the second round. So another team in here and kiddo is going to start off with back-to-back receivers as well. So far, well, they will only be the only two teams to start off with back-to-back receivers. Kiddo starts off with Michael Thomas and Chris Godwin. Again, not a terrible start, but it's just about positional scarcity. I've done a video on zero running back where you take four wide receivers to start your draft. You can get a good lineup that way. You just don't feel as secure about it. And you're really going to have to be searching the waivers throughout the entire season and hoping some of those late round rookies or second year potential breakout players actually do get opportunity to break out. So we see a lot of running backs going off the board. My best available running back right now is running back 17 and it's Melvin Gordon. You can see Lamar Jackson gets taken there in the second round at the pick 211. You can see the first tight end goes off the board and Travis Kelsey, and then he goes Mahomes. I like that strategy there, Christian McCaffrey. And then he goes and says, you know what? I'm just going to stack up Travis Kelsey, the number one tight end in the league, or at least profiles out that way for me. And the number one quarterback in the league ranks that way for me and Patrick Mahomes. So a very interesting start there and very nice start when you get McCaffrey as your first overall player in Jones. Right now, what I'm looking at is what the best available wide receivers are on the board. Somehow, Kenny Galladay's on the board. I doubt he makes it to the 310. Allen Robinson, Odell, those guys stand out for me as guys who are in my top 10 at wide receiver right now. And then for running backs, a lot of good running backs left on the board. I don't know. We'll see what my pick comes. I really want a top end receiver if one of those three guys stay in the top 10. But I'll be looking at running back as well because you still got Melvin Gordon on the board. He just goes off the board with Le'Veon Bell. You still got Chris Carson, Jonathan Taylor, David Johnson, David Montgomery. Those five, maybe James Conner, six or so running backs are worth a late third, early fourth round pick, uh, in my opinion. Lots of them worth more so an early fourth round pick, uh, but we'll see what ends up happening. We're about six or seven picks away from my pick. So Stedick gets Kenny Galladay, and that's a good pick. Kenny Galladay falls to midway through the third round, starts his draft with Alvin Kamara, Aaron Jones, and Kenny Galladay. I like that start a good amount. Like, Aaron Jones at the 2-8, like, yes, I think Aaron Jones is likely going to get overdrafted, but I think that's for people taking him in like the first round at the 2-8, end of the second round, midway to the end of the second round. I think that's a really good pick. So yeah, I think that's a good start right there. Trying to look at what some of these other teams are doing. Austin starts with Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Dalvin Cook, and Adam Thielen. I'm high on Adam Thielen. He's my wide receiver 13. I've seen a lot of people rank him inside the top 10. Look, I, I can't really argue with anybody after like the wide receiver six, like after Kenny Galladay and Hopkins go off the board and, and Tyreek and all those guys and Julio you can really go anywhere for like your seven, eight, nine, ten, and then I would be like, okay, that makes sense. Like if you want to put Odell up there, I think you're being bold, but that makes sense to me. I'm one pick away. So Allen Robinson goes off the board. So does Chris Carson. Jonathan Taylor is still on the board. That is tempting. So is Melvin Gordon. Uh, right now I have two top 20 running backs on my board in Jonathan Taylor and Melvin Gordon, but I still do need a top end receiver. Odell, DJ Moore, Robert Woods. Those are four guys that I currently have ranked pretty highly uh, in my rankings. Odell, my only top 10 wide receiver left on the board. Jonathan Taylor goes off the board to Salvi. So that makes my decision pretty easy here. I'm going to end up going to Odell, get him in the end of the third round. You might think that that's early me saying I get Odell in the third round, but again, it's the end of the third round. I'll get the quick fourth round pick. We'll see if I can snag another running back here. The goal right now for my fourth pick is to get, there's a couple running backs on the board, David Montgomery and Melvin Gordon. I'm four picks away. I would like one of those running backs to drop to me at my fourth pick. If not, DJ Moore, Robert Woods, Calvin Ridley are on the clock at receiver. Would be a different type of strategy. I haven't done a lot of two running backs and two receivers, but that would be my best available left if Melvin Gordon and or David Montgomery were to go off the board. So we're back up to my pick right now and a couple of receivers go off the board. Amari, DJ Moore, Calvin Ridley, Melvin Gordon goes off the board, but it means David Montgomery is still on the board right now. So I have a choice to make. Calvin Ridley goes. Robert Woods, who's my wide receiver 12, I'm very high on him, or David Montgomery, who's my running back 22. And after Montgomery, there's still some decent options. I don't know if they'll make it all the way back around to me at the 510. I think I'm going to go David Montgomery here. So let's pull up the running backs here. David Montgomery, my fourth round pick. I feel good about that. I'm getting higher on David Montgomery. Again, he's my running back 22. Uh, Choosing Montgomery over Robert Woods, 
it, look, Robert Woods just goes off the board to Salvi. Really strong draft so far by Salvi. Derrick Henry, Todd Gurley, Jonathan Taylor, Robert Woods. I really like that. Like I would have taken Jonathan Taylor at my third pick if he didn't take him there, but he ended up sniping me. But I do really like that start. I don't really love my start in terms of Sanders, Drake, Odell, and, and Montgomery. I think I'm playing for a little bit more upside there with some second year breakouts in, in a guy like Miles Sanders, Montgomery, if you will, with Kenyon Drake on that second year on his team. Odell in a bounce back spot. I don't hate this team at all, um, but I really, really would have liked to end up having Jonathan Taylor with my third pick. Because then my fourth pick, I likely would have gone Robert Woods. And my third and fourth pick being Jonathan Taylor and Robert Woods, I personally like more than Odell and Montgomery. I don't think it's terribly that far, though. And Rory is starting to run out a zero running back strategy. Four receivers in a row here for Rory. Devontae, Tyree Kill, Allen Robinson, and Cooper Cup. Those are three top eight receivers on that team for me. So it's a bold strategy. Uh, as they say in, uh, what is the movie, Dodgeball? We'll see if it actually pays off. But um, yeah, very interesting so far. A start there. Running backs are going off the board. James Conner is one of two, t- and he goes off the board right there. My only top 25 running back left is Mark Ingram. Feel good. We got our three running backs. I don't got to draft a running back for like another, if I really wanted to, like three or four rounds. So these are, these are the rounds right now, five, six, seven. I'm going to just load up probably on three receivers in a row. So the fourth round ends with a couple of different players. Juju goes off the board at the 4-9 to get Juju for Kiddo is a really good pick. Kiddo now has Michael Thomas, Godwin, David Johnson, and Juju. It's not a terrible start for starting with two wide receivers by any means. And then we start to see some other running backs go off the board. You see Jones go, already took McCaffrey, Kelsey, and then Patrick Mahomes, and then goes back-to-back running backs in most start and DeAndre Swift. Now, I personally don't like those running backs, but you already have McCaffrey, especially with Akers, Mark Ingram, even some other running backs on the board. Uh, But it starts to thin out pretty quickly. And you see DeAndre Swift and and Mostark off the board. DK Metcalf goes off the board. DK Metcalf is my wide receiver 22. I'm pretty high on him. Getting him in the fifth round for Connor. Connor's putting together a really, really good draft. Zico Elliott, Leonard Fournette, and Le'Veon Bell. Three running back in a row strategy. Then gets his wide receiver. Starts to pile those on. He starts it up by going with Stefan Diggs and DK Metcalf. I will also call out right now, if you're still watching, the little logo above me is called Super Draft. They use a multiplier format for daily fantasy sports. So if you're familiar with DraftKings, FanDuel, you have a little salary cap, right? This is a multiplier, no salary cap. So you can play whoever you want. It's just going to be multiplied. If they're a better player, they're not going to have as high as a multiplier. So let's just say you have a top end player like Michael Thomas. His points might be multiplied by just one X. Let's say you have a worse player, not totally worse, but say a DK Metcalf, not as good as Michael Thomas in terms of fantasy. They might think, and it's true, he might have a 1.5 X multiplier. So right now, as you see on the screen below me, you can get in for a hundred percent match up to $50. If you use the promo code Sally, you can check it out. They're sponsoring this video. That is super draft. We're a couple picks away now. We're literally one pick away. And I've stopped looking at the board as I read off that little ad there. We see Cam Akers and Kareem Hunt go off the board. We see T.Y. Hilton goes off the board there and Zach Ertz at the tight end position. So now I want to get more running back or more wide receivers. I already got running backs, right? My best available receiver is number 19, Tyler Lockett. Salvi needs a wide receiver here. I feel like he's going to snipe me again. So we'll see what ends up happening as I could use a wide receiver at this point. And I am hoping that Tyler Lockett falls to me. Wow. Tyler Lockett does fall to me. He takes James Washington at the 519. That seems like an interesting pick by uh, my opinion. Tyler Lockett, we're going to take at the 510. Uh, very interesting. James Washington, you probably could have gotten in like the 14th round. So um, interesting to say the least. I don't even know if I have him ranked in my top receivers. Let's see if he made a mistake in the chat. Um, no, no, no. Nobody commented anything yet. Somebody's typing now, but Tyler Lockett, I get uh, there. So I feel good about Tyler Lockett. He's my wide receiver too. And now I think I'm going to get another wide receiver in the sixth round at this turn real quickly. So Debo goes off the board there. There's still some good receivers left on the board. I got a lot of guys ranked pretty highly. My only top 30 running backs left are Matt Burita, James White, and Darius Geis. And Darius Geis just goes, so he's my highest ranked guy. Definitely going to go receiver here with one pick away. Cortland Sutton's still on the clock. I don't really love him, but to have him in the sixth round as my wide receiver three, 
that doesn't feel terrible. DJ Shark, Terry McLaurin, Devontae Parker, AJ Green, those are guys that are left in my rankings now inside the top 28. I think AJ Green's a nice pick. He's going to unfortunately go. Uh, Matt Breida goes off the board there. So James White, my only top 30 running back left on my rankings. So right here, I need a receiver. Sutton's on the board. He's my highest ranked. Shark is up there right now. McLaurin, Devontae Parker, AJ Green. I do not really feel too confident in Sutton. I honestly like AJ Green. 32, sure he hasn't played a year in the league. But I think as of my wide receiver three, I might take Sutton here for the upside. I'm going to take him. I think he's just fallen too far at this point. Like he's usually a guy that I don't draft because he goes at like the end of the fourth round, but at some point in the fifth round. Now he's fallen to the sixth round where I already have Odell. I already have Tyler Lockett. I got my three running backs locked up. So at this point, I'm shooting for the upside between Sutton and Shark. I think Sutton is the more talented player. I think Shark might have a better situation in terms of quarterback play, not as much target share to go around, but we'll end up taking Sutton there and Shark goes with the exact next pick. So you can see how close they were they were. And then AJ Green goes off as well. So uh, a little bit of a run of wide receivers here as we enter the sixth round and the end of the fifth round, we had five go and then we've had three. So eight out of the last 10 picks have been wide receivers. So looking at the board, as we approach the end of the sixth round here, another quarterback, another tight end went off the board as they should. Kyler Murray in the sixth round of a 12 team makes sense. Mark Andrews in the sixth round is honestly a really good spot. He went after Zach Ertz in this one. So yeah, I I do think that those are nice spots. You can see a lot of receivers taken in this round uh, so far, five receivers to just three running backs. We're here now at the last couple of picks in the sixth round. I still would like to go receiver. I got three receivers. I got three running backs. I'm just going to wait on quarterback. Honestly, I'll take a late round quarterback. I'll probably wait on tight end too. At this point, I probably could wait to like the ninth or 10th pick. So at the seventh pick, I'll take what's best available between running back and receiver. Uh, as of right now, I'm going to lean receiver since I already feel like I got two, two or three strong running backs in my first few picks, but really it's just best available at this point for me. My best available right now running back is number 29 overall in James White. And then if we're looking at wide receivers, Terry McLaurin, I think is still on the clock at 26 overall. No, he went off the board. So Will Fuller is my highest left receiver at 30th overall. And I could already tell this is a sharp league because not a lot of quarterbacks are going off the board at all. We're in the seventh round and only three quarterbacks have gone off the board. Normally you would have seen Dak, Deshaun Watson, maybe even Josh Allen, Russell Wilson around these rounds going off the board, but everybody's doing a late round uh, quarterback, even tight ends. Only the top five tight ends have gone off the board right now. Normally in the seventh or eighth round, you might see like seven or eight off the board. So with those like extra seven or eight picks going towards running backs and wide receivers, it does thin out the player pool without question. So see another quarterback go there in Dak Prescott. I think that that is probably the right pick in the order that they've gone. I, I currently have Dak ranked higher than Murray, but I can't really argue too much about that. Uh, still James White still on the clock, but not a lot of running backs after that. As you see, Damian Williams goes off. Deontay Johnson gets taken in the seventh round. So I like Deontay. I probably wasn't going to take him with my seventh pick. I probably would have taken him with my eighth pick, but man, seventh round is a little bit too early for me. James White goes off the board. So my best available player right now is Will Fuller, my 30th ranked overall player. I'll probably take him if he makes it two picks. If not, I see Julian Edelman is still on the clock. I'll go with one of those players. So Marlon Mack and Tariq Cohen go in front of me. I have Fuller. I have Julian Edelman as my best available wide receivers compared to like Carrion Johnson and Jordan Howard. So it's a pretty easy pick for me. I'm going to go Will Fuller here. He's my best available player. So we're now at three running backs who we took in our first four picks. Feel good about that. And now we're at four wide receivers, which we've taken three in a row. So the robust running back strategy and then loading up in the mid rounds on a receiver. I feel good about that. No quarterback yet. No tight end. I still don't want a quarterback, although there are good ones on the clock. Russell Wilson, Josh Allen in the eighth round, I could have them. Probably not going to go there though. At tight end, if I take a glance here, Evan Ingram, Rob Gronkowski, Tyler Higby, Hayden Hurst, Henner Henry, all the names that you would think of. Evan Ingram being on the clock still with the eighth pick is interesting. It's a little bit tempting, but I'm probably not going to go there either. It's just too early for me. At this point, I've kind of already um, decided that I'm going to wait until like the 10th round for a quarterback and probably the next turn for my tight end. So I'll go ninth and 10th picks at that turn, probably quarterback and tight end. But for right now, I'll get either my fifth receiver or my fourth running back, depending on what's best available. 
available and not a lot available to be completely honest with you uh, between these running backs. It's almost like it's a wasteland really quickly. Like Jordan Howard, carry on Tevin Coleman, the best available guys. And I really don't want pieces of any of them. I'm one pick away. I'm looking at Christian Kirk. So I'm hoping Deja Brew doesn't steal him here. He takes Russell Wilson. So right now I have Jamison Crowder and Christian Kirk as my best available wide receivers. I have carry on Jordan Howard, Tevin Coleman, Ronald Jones as my best available running backs. I think I'm just going to go with Christian Kirk here. I have Crowder one spot ahead of him, but I'm going to go to Kirk uh, also on the board right now. And I think they're going to be gone by my next pick is Anthony Miller, Preston Williams, Justin Jefferson, but I feel better about Kirk. Um, So we got Christian Kirk there. I now have five receivers to three running backs. Next picks around are probably going to be a tight end, maybe a running back. If there's a good one left, I do need running backs at this point. Only having three is not a lot of depth, uh, but feel good about the upside in those running back picks early on. I've talked a couple of times that I'm not really high on Christian Kirk in terms of just uh, in general, his talent. I like his talent. I liked him last year, but obviously Hopkins there takes a knock. But the reason I'm high on him is because everybody's so low on him. Like if Christian Kirk was going in the uh, beginning of the seventh round where Tyler Boyd, Brandon Cooks are going, that's where I think he should go. He's continuously falling to like the eighth and the end of the eighth round, just based on where I'm drafting. I took him at the beginning of the eighth, but you can get Kirk in like the eighth and ninth rounds right now. I think that that's wrong. I think that he's going way too late in my opinion. Hopkins being there means no double coverage. You saw him move to the outside last year at times and have a ton of success, but he mainly ran out of the slot Christian Kirk did. So there's a lot of upside for Christian Kirk. And I think people are just waiting too late on him. And as my wide receiver five, yeah, by all means as a wide receiver five for Christian Kirk, which we're expecting it to be one of the top 10 passing offenses in terms of pace. It was top, it was number one team in terms of pace right there with the Baltimore Ravens last year, when you're talking about plays per game. So yeah, I think that that is upside for a wide receiver too, in that type of an offense, but he's going off the board as like the wide receiver 40. And when you're going off the board as a wide receiver 40 and an offense that can sustain honestly, two top 30, two top 25 wide receivers. If everything clicks in the second year with Kyler, we're expecting Hopkins to be a top 25 wide receiver, of course but I don't see why we can't have Christian Kirk be that guy as well. So I have two members of the Cardinals now in Kirk and uh, Kenyon Drake, and I feel okay about that. And let it be known that I do have an addiction to just drafting wide receivers in these drafts because the running backs soak up so early, but you're still seeing great wide receivers on the board. Like right now we're entering the end of the ninth round and you still have guys like Crowder, Marvin Jones is on the board, John Brown, Anthony Miller. And we haven't even touched on the guys like Nikhil Harry, Denzel Mims, Sammy Watkins. A lot of the rookies are still on the board. So it's just so, so deep at the wide receiver position that choosing a guy in Duke Johnson, Marlon Mack, Philip Lindsay, that just doesn't feel good. Boston Scott, Ryquel Armstrong. Like these are the guys who are the best available 12 running backs left that are in that group right now compared to starting receivers in pass friendly offenses like Marvin Jones, like Anthony Miller, who the wide receiver two is on their team with not much competition. It's just really hard. So that's why you end up with right now, I have five receivers to only three running backs. And there's honestly a chance that like my next pick, if I don't take a tight end or a quarterback, that I go with another receiver because choosing a guy like Anthony Miller, if he falls to me, feels a lot better than choosing a guy like Ronald Jones, in my opinion. Yeah. And you can see how sharp this league is as we're towards the end of the ninth round. I'm like three picks away because the running backs left are just absolutely brutal. I mean, I'm probably going to take Jordan Howard if he falls to me because I'm, I'm pretty shocked that he's still on the clock here with my potentially end of the ninth round pick. I don't know if he's going to make it to me. We're like two picks away, but um, I'm going to try and take Jordan Howard because the running back depth after Jordan Howard, it's Tevin Coleman, Jordan Howard, and then it quickly just becomes dumpster fires and a bunch of backup running backs. So Tyler Higby goes off the clock. I'm now on the clock. Um, Let's see what's left. Is Anthony Miller still on the clock and did he go? I believe Anthony Miller might still be on the clock. If that's the case, my my wide receiver addiction is just going to have to continue. I think he got taken. Uh, He's still on the clock. So I'm going to take Anthony Miller here in the ninth round. Um, 
Wow. Yeah. So I have a, I have a wide receiver addiction, uh, six wide receivers to just three running backs, no tight ends and no quarterbacks as we are entering into the 10th round. But Anthony Miller being on the clock at that point is just criminal. In my opinion, at this point, I'm just going to be waiting on a late round quarterback anyways. And not a lot have gone when you're playing in a sharp league like this one. These are a lot of my followers. They understand just how to draft because they've probably been following me when there's only currently, as I'm looking seven receivers off the board or seven quarterbacks off the board in the first nine rounds, there's no reason to take a quarterback in the 10th round, shift your strategy. I'm going to now take a quarterback in the 11th or 12th round because there's going to be a run on quarterbacks at some point, but only seven are off the board and there's 32 starting ones. And there's 20 that I would feel fine being my starting quarterback. So feel really good about waiting a little bit longer. Same thing can be said for tight ends. Like, look, Evan Ingram, there's a run on tight ends going right now. Hayden Hurst, Evan Ingram, and Tyler Higby all just went at the end of the ninth round. So now if I look at my tight ends available, there's not a lot of good ones left. Robert Gronkowski also went in the ninth round. I would say Hunter Henry, Jared Cook, Mike Gusecki, those are the best tight ends that I currently have left on my board. And I guess I can try and get a Mike Gusecki right here and feel good about where I sit with my uh, tight ends, but I might wait. Matt Ryan goes, Jalen Rieger goes. I do need a running back. Jordan Howard's still on the board. Check all of that. Jordan Howard was taken. Is Marvin Jones still on the board? Because this is just insane if he's still on the board. Marvin Jones Jr. is still on the board. I have six receivers. I only have three running backs. Marvin Jones is a better pick than Tevin Coleman, in my opinion. Um, so I really should be taking a tight end quarterback or running back here, but I'm addicted to wide receivers. So Marvin Jones, I've now taken six straight wide receivers, Tyler Lockett, Cortland Sutton, Will Fuller, Christian Kirk, Anthony Miller, and Marvin Jones. I have seven receivers to three running backs, zero tight ends and zero quarterbacks. Folks, if this is the first video that you've seen in my mocking, we're going crazy. I'm sober as a gopher, but we are going crazy right now. I just don't know. Marvin Jones is my wide receiver 38. He just went off the board as like wide receiver 50 something. That's just a great value. I have three running backs that I feel good about. All I need right now is to get one more value or decent running back. And I don't think Tevin Coleman's going to make it back around to me, but Marvin Jones definitely would not have. So uh, I'll just get another running back the next time around. I'll be looking at guys like Duke Johnson, if he can possibly stay on the board. And then I'll probably get my quarterback or tight end uh, with that running back pick in my next go around. So I was just talking with some people in the chat and I want to look at some of their teams. And we're talking to Rory because he said he also has a wide receiver addiction and he took four in a row. So this is a guy who took four wide receivers in a row. He went zero running back strategy. What he ended up at running back after that is extremely risky. Kareem Hunt, Keyshawn Vaughn, James White, Jordan Howard, and Philip Lindsay. None of these guys are full-on starters on their team. None of them by the end of the season will likely be the full workhorse backs on their team. And what you're kind of banking on at this point is Kareem Hunt is able to be a top 20 running back just out of the backfield there. And maybe something happens to Chubb. I'm very low on Keyshawn Vaughn, but I understand the hype or the pick there. James White was a value when he took him in the seventh round. Like James White in the middle to end of the second round is a really good pick. So I like that pick. Jordan Howard, when you go zero running back strategy in the middle of the eighth round, I like that pick. And then at that point, it's hard to criticize taking Lindsay this late. So, I mean, I think he knows his team. He's loaded at receiver. He's got three receivers and a flex option because you start three wide receivers and then a flex. So he's loaded up all those spots and then he's going to be starting two out of these guys. Um, and maybe even another rookie if he takes one later on. So I don't hate it. I obviously don't love it. Like I, I did the zero wide receiver and zero running back strategy. And I much, much rather have the zero wide receiver strategy where you take four running backs in a row, as opposed to four receivers in a row. I don't think anybody tried that in this draft. Nobody took four running backs in a row. A couple of guys took three in a row at Salvi's really good start. Derrick Henry, Gurley, and Taylor. And then the one I really like is Connors with Zeke, Fournette, and Bell. It's a strong, strong start there. I've had that start a couple of times. I think I had the exact same start. I had a similar start with Zeke, Gurley, and Fournette, I believe it was. And then I was able to get Jonathan Taylor in the fourth. So what we're looking at right now is more quarterbacks coming off the board, but there's still a lot of quarterbacks left. Like Matt Stafford, Carson Wentz, they're still on the clock. But my next pick in the 11th round, I think I'm going to go a quarterback because eventually they're all going to get snatched up and then I'm going to feel really, really bad. So I need a quarterback. I need a tight end. And I also need a fourth running back. But at this point, we might just have to uh, bite the bullet a little bit and end up taking a quarterback and tight end on these next go arounds. 
quarterback that I'll be looking at is either Carson Wentz or Matt Stafford. Hopefully one of them falls to us. And the tight ends I'm looking at right now is mainly Mike Gusecki. He is my 12th overall ranked tight end. I like him a lot. And if he gets picked, I'm just going to wait on tight end. I'm going to wait and I'm going to load up on the, on two of like Ian Thomas and Chris Herndon guys who have upside. I'm just going to wait on tight end. Jared Cook goes off the board there. So it's getting very, very close with tight ends now. So we're about four picks away. The, the quarterbacks that I'm interested in are still there. So Carson Wentz and Matt Stafford, Michael Pittman goes at the 11, seven. That's a really good pick. Carson Wentz just goes for one pick away. I need Matthew Stafford. And I feel like I'm going to get sniped. No, he goes Mike Gusecki, which ends up sniping me in a different way, but I'm going to get a Matt Stafford here just to secure our quarterback because we were getting really, really close at not getting a quarterback that we wanted. So the fact that Mike Gusecki just went, made it easier for my tight end decision. There's still three rounds left in this draft, which means I either need to get a backup quarterback. I definitely need to get a fourth running back. I'm set at wide receiver with seven, although knowing me, I'll probably end up with nine. Uh, But at this point, I'm going to look at tight end here in the 12th round, and I'll probably load up two picks at tight end. I don't usually like doing that, especially in a short bench league. So more than likely, I wouldn't do this if this was a real draft. But just to kind of prove the point of if you don't get a top end tight end, just load up on two good tight ends. Like if you don't get a top 10 or top 12 tight end, just load up on Ian Thomas, load up on Chris Herndon or Greg Olson or John U. Smith. There's a ton of talented guys. Uh, Noah Font, all these guys, and even Jay Sternberger, if you wanted to take a risk on him. Looking at the available running backs, just to take a look at it, not much is left here. I mean, Anthony McFarlane, I do like the rookie there as an upside pick. I'm just going to wait on a running back. Uh, you see Zach Moss still. I'm going to get my tight end here. Um, and the tight ends left, like, I feel like I could wait even more. Like, I don't really, I'm not high on Hooper. I'm not high on Font or Hawkinson. John Smith's okay. But I feel like on my next pick in the 13th round, I keep saying this, uh, I wanted to take a tight end in the ninth. We're now here in the 12th. I feel like I can get Herndon or Ian Thomas in the 13th round. And I like both of those guys. So I'm on the clock again. I do need a running back. There are insane wide receivers left that I think are really, really good. Um, but I'm gonna have to pass up on those guys. Like Nikhil Harry, is he still on the board? This is dangerous. Me looking up Nikhil Harry's name right now. He's off the board, thankfully. Uh, but at running back position in the 12th round, a couple guys that I think stand out, uh, Duke Johnson, Zach Moss, right now, Anthony McFarlane, uh, Rykel Armstrong. I think those guys do stand out. I'll probably end up taking as my pick is starting to run out here, Anthony McFarlane at the buzzer. We got Anthony McFarlane. So he's my fourth running back. We get some upside there. I now have two picks left. I need a tight end. And then I either need a backup tight end or a quarterback because there's only 14 drafts. There's only six bench spots in this league. Normally I'd be playing in leagues that have like eight to 12 and and ideally like 10 plus bench spots. So you can build good depth. You can actually take advantage of your drafting as a skill instead of putting a bunch of good players on your free agency waiver wire for your other league mates to pick up when they actually break out. You know about them. You know about their potential. Just put them on your bench. So advocate for deeper drafts and deeper benches in your drafts. But for the purpose of this mock draft for not to be too long, we just did six bench spots. You can see a run on tight ends is going. I don't really want those guys anyway, so I'm fine with that. Austin Hooper is still on the board in the 13th round. I mean, I don't like Austin Hooper, but he's going to be on the clock in the 13th round. I'll end up taking him if he falls to me. I like Chris Herndon at tight end right now. Zach Moss is just off the clock, so you can see not a lot of running backs left. Duke Johnson is still on there, which is surprising to me. Um, I would assume he's going to go before my next pick, but at this point, I need a tight end, and then I'll probably end up going with maybe a backup quarterback, maybe a backup tight end. Unless a guy like Duke Johnson makes it back around to me, I'll take another running back because I only got four of those compared to seven receivers. I will also point out if you're still watching once again, again, get the top 25 running back rankings. They're down below. The draft guide will be out a week from the recording or about 10 days from the recording of this. Uh, But if you're watching this later on in middle of June, it's already out. And if that's the case, it will be linked up down below. But if you get into the discord, if you sign up for the rankings, I'll be sure to notify you in one of those or both of those outlets as well. So Austin Hooper finally goes in the 13th round. I really don't want to own the guy, but getting him in the 13th round would have made him just a natural value at that point. So I'm happy he's off the board. Right now, I'm going to end up going to Chris Herndon if he makes it to my pick, which is two picks away. If he doesn't, I'll probably reach a little bit to get Ian Thomas here, but 
I want Chris Herndon in the 13th round. He'd be my starting tight end, which means I'm probably going to go back-to-back tight ends for the purpose of this draft and not go two quarterbacks because you don't really ever need two quarterbacks, in my opinion. Um, Obviously, in two quarterback leagues or super flex, you do. But in a 14-man league or 14-roster spot league, I don't think that I do. Duke Johnson finally goes off the board. He's my wide receiver or he's my running back 43, and he goes in the 13th round. So that's a really good pick right there from Max N. I'm on the clock now. I didn't even notice that I was on the clock. I'm going to end up taking Chris Herndon here. I think he's still on the clock. Yes, he is. So I take Chris Herndon in the 13th. He's my tight end right there. I have one pick left and a couple more picks. I can go back to back tight end and snag Ian Thomas here. The running backs left are dumpstered fires. So I got four running backs. I think that's all I'm going to walk away from. I could obviously pick one up because this is not best ball. So uh, not a lot of good running backs left. Like Reichel Armstrong, Naeem Himes, Boston Scott, Adrian Peterson, Justin Jackson. Like those are not guys that I want to own. Actually, Justin Jackson went off the board. So yeah, not guys that I want to own. Joshua Kelly already went off the board. There's the rookie in Darren Edmonton's out of uh, Tennessee behind Derrick Henry, but that's just a guy that you can pick up. Like, and he just went off the board as well. Like Darrington Evans just went off the board, my 63rd overall ranked running back. So I'm two picks away. Wide receivers, I'm not really liking much left. We've gotten to the point now where even there's some decent wide receivers on the board, in my opinion, like Deshaun Jackson. I'm one pick away. There's still some nice or decent options when it comes to the rookies, but like Brandon Ayuk, Paris Campbell, all these late around guys that I usually like to get, they're already off the board. So I'm just going to go back up tight end here. Again, back-to-back tight ends is not a great strategy, but when the tight end that you're taking played like five snaps last year in Chris Herndon, uh, very close to that, only one game, I'm going to end up going back-to-back tight end. And I'm going to go Ian Thomas as my second tight end. I think he's still on the board. He is. So we finish up the draft with back-to-back tight ends. Chris Herndon and Ian Thomas, I think they both have a lot of upside, but they also have a lot of concerns. So you pair them together, try and get some sort of stability there at the tight end position. I'll open up the entire board to talk about my picks right here, my face as the board goes through. So you can see right here, I took Miles Sanders and Kenyon Drake to start this draft off. And then I went Odell and Maven Montgomery. So I like that start, to be honest with you. I would have liked it a lot more if Jonathan Taylor fell to me and I could have got him with my third pick or maybe even my fourth pick. But this is a sharp draft. Lots of running backs went early. People waited on quarterbacks. I then go on a huge, huge tear because I'm addicted to wide receivers. Somebody sent help if you know anybody, but six receivers in a row with Lockett, Sutton, Fuller, Kirk, Anthony Miller, and Marvin Jones. So I have seven receivers to three running backs through 10 rounds of the draft. Who cares about tight ends? Who cares about quarterbacks? Who cares about getting a fourth or fifth running back at that point? Apparently not me and my addictive self when I see those good wide receivers on the board, but come on. Marvin Jones in the 10th is a borderline seventh round pick. Anthony Miller in the ninth, that's appropriate, but I thought he was a steal at that point. Christian Kirk in the eighth, he should be a seventh round pick. So these are all guys that I just got at good values compared to dusty old running backs that were on the board at that point, like Marlon Mack, like Latavius Murray, like Philip Lindsay, like Alexander Madison. I'm taking those number two wide receivers all day. And in many cases, in Will Fuller's case, a number one receiver, a strong number two options in Christian Kirk, Anthony Miller, and Marvin Jones in the eighth, ninth, and 10th round. I have to just take that at that point, or at least my addictive to wide receivers self says that when the only running backs left on the board are Alexander Madison, Latavius Murray, clear backups that probably don't have a huge role in their offense. Then we get our late round QB. Since a lot of people waited on quarterbacks, we were able to get Stafford in the 11th, the end of the 11th too, instead of the 10th round. So I get my favorite late round quarterback in Stafford there. He was like a top two quarterback until he got hurt last year, right behind Jameis, eight weeks in of the year. We get a fourth running back in Anthony McFarlane. Probably reach on him around early, but I know he would have went before the next pick in this type of a draft. And then we finish it up with back-to-back tight ends. If this was a 16 to 18 to 20 overall roster spot and not six bench spots, but like 12 bench spots, I would not have taken back-to-back tight ends here. I would have gone and got more running back depth right here. I would have gone and got even more receiver depth, taken another quarterback, and then taken the tight end later on. But since it's only 14, I think the best optimal way to go is just to get two tight ends. If one of them just stinks or one of them pops off week one, just dump the other one, pick up somebody else because I feel good about them being my starter. So that's where I'm at. 
That is a 14 roster spot, 12 man PPR drafting from the 10 hole. Again, if you want to get in on these, it's the discord. Get to the discord down below. Totally free to get in there. That's where I'm notifying everybody about it. You can take a screenshot, check out the board down below me. I'll link up this board also below. And also what you can get down below is the free projections or the free rankings for the top 25 uh, running backs for me right now in PPR formats. So check that out. You can download that, hop into the discord, hit the subscribe button before you leave and that big old like button. Check out Superdraft if you want a 100% deposit match. If you're going to play, bet a little bit, play some daily fantasy sports, try out Superdraft and you get a 100% deposit match. You want to put 10 bucks in to try it out or even up to 50, they'll give you that exact same amount totally free in your account on your first deposit using the promo code SAL, that is S-A-L. The draft ends. Last pick of the draft was none other than Antonio Brown. I think that's a fantastic pick to close out your drafts because he could easily be a top two or top three wide receiver in terms of not in the entire league for fantasy, but like a wide receiver two, a wide receiver three for you. And you're getting him in the last round, the last pick. I like that pick about Antonio Brown there. If I didn't have so much receiver depth, I probably would have went there. So that's where I'm at right now. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hit the subscribe button before you go. Drop any comments that you have. Reach out to me on Twitter at DFS with any other questions. I appreciate all of you so much and I will see you in the next one.